Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Portugal of Solomon. Um, glad to be with you guys again after too long of a of a quietness here on the Portico. A uh, very important issue that, that we want to bring out into the light. I have my brother Matthew with me and um, had a series of articles come across our desk um, that, that were pretty disturbing. We're going to be discussing the Zika virus that has been to uh, begin, began to appear in Brazil. I'm going to discuss where that appears biblically and see what we can learn from that. So, uh, Matthew, um, you want to say hello? Uh, thank you for joining me today. You are most certainly uh, welcome. This is always my, my favorite anyway. I love being on a porco. Really, I mean, I get to relax. I get to talk about normal stuff. But, uh, yeah, this this began, ladies and gentlemen, with a post from uh, Josh uh, Clark on my social networking site. And I didn't really pay it too much attention. The one thing that caught my eye was uh, it had catastrophic results, not for the mothers, but for babies. Now, now we, we have to understand that uh, the placenta creates an almost impenetrable barrier uh, usually, uh, whatever affects the mother is really not going to touch uh, the developing baby. But this virus seems to go lickety-split. I don't know if it's uh, through the bloodstream. Uh, their bloodstreams mingle. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but this virus targets the inborn. And that's what caught my attention. And I honestly thought, it was just an outbreak, and, and I. It, it did catch my eye that it targeted the babies, but I thought it was nothing more than an outbreak. You know, several, several hundred maybe in uh, you know the entirety of uh, South America maybe, because uh, I'm <laughs> really ran to the max doing other other stuff, and lo and behold. Something just didn't set right in my gut. And I said, well, maybe I ought to do just a new search for this real quick. So I put in uh, Zik virus and hit the search and then switched over to news and just went for the past month. I set the settings to do for the past month. And this was everywhere. Now, I didn't check the numbers at that time. I just took note of it. I passed the message on to uh, the Bry so he could take a look at it. But he and I are really too busy doing other stuff that is important, as equally as important as this. But then, when Jose sent me these truly epidemic numbers, this is not an outbreak. This is an epidemic. Uh... We need to understand this just for Brazil, ladies and gentlemen. You need to look up the birth rate per year. Okay, the total birth rate per year. And, Jose, how many uh, cases did have we had so far? In 2015, there is over 2,700 cases of 
these children born with microcephaly with at least 80 born stillborn that had the microcephaly. So we're looking at close to 2,800 cases in 2015. And I think the number, we'll go over it when we go through these articles, but the number that I saw for 2014 was about 150. So that's that's the jump that we're seeing here with these cases in Brazil. And that Matthew, I, I was much like you, Matthew. Um, I, I saw this article pass over my desk and I and I saw the headline and I saw the pictures and and I just I didn't want to read it Matthew it was disturbing it it, it hurt me to, to see that and to see what was happening to them so I held off on actually really digging into the article until Josh Clark posted it on your wall and once he did I knew I had to really sit down and read it and it didn't take but two seconds to see it and realize that this was uh, catastrophic yeah, um, it, it, catastrophic. I would say that uh, that is an understatement. Um, that's an understatement with with those kind of numbers. And you know that that I agree with you. That's another reason why I wasn't wanting to look at this because I had I, I just recently had an Assyrian Christian send me an Assyrian website just chronicling what ISIS has done to children. High def pictures. And and I mean an endless supply. Um, they gave me the number of at least 19,000 children. Uh and the numbers continue to stream in, and, 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 and I mean, uh, the blood and the gore, uh, <laughs> well, it prevented me from looking at this too deeply, because every time I try to look at one of the news articles, it would uh, show a picture or something like that, and it would immediately sour my stomach. So... That was the backdrop, you know. Another reason, Jose, why, why looking at this is is it's disturbing. Um, it provokes you to want to do something, and it only infuriates you when you can't. Uh, that's the only thing. That's the only conclusion I can come to. <laughs> so. Uh, when you look at this case, and, and uh, let's let's start out this way. Um, why don't why don't we give a description of what this virus does uh, to uh, the baby? Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to be here to refer to me to the lie that you call the fetus, okay? Um, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing, okay? A cat has a fetus. A dog may have a fetus. A woman has a baby. Okay? So let's just get that straight right now. So we need to take a, a look, uh, Jose. And if you want to start out with that first article uh, that was posted, that's fine. But after that, why don't you uh, give us some technical data of what this stuff does if the article you share uh, doesn't have that in there. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up that article that was posted, uh, but in the meanwhile, let me read just the general description of, of what this what this virus does. And uh, folks, pay attention to what it does to the adults that it, the adults and actually the the children, uh, normal children, you know, children already born. What the effect it has to them, and then the effect that it has on those that are in the womb. So, the Zika virus, uh, it causes, uh, it's a causative disease known as Zika, Zika disease, or Zika fever. It is related to dengue and yellow fever, West Nile, and Japanese encephalitis. Okay. Now, these, this virus is the normal, normally transported on the Aedes aegypti mosquito. That's the vector that transmits this virus. It was first isolated in 1947 from a rhesus monkey in the Zika forest of Uganda, Africa, and isolated for the first time from humans in 1968 in Nigeria. Studies show that the extrinsic incubation period in mosquitoes is about 10 days. Common symptoms of infection with the virus include mild headaches, macular popular rash, fever, malaise, conjunctivitis and arthralgia within two days the rash fades and within three days the fever is gone and only the rash remains there is no vaccine or preventative drug for the Zika virus and only treatment of symptoms is possible because data suggests that newborns of mothers who had Zika virus infection during pregnancy are at an increased risk for microcephaly it is suspected but not proven that a transplacental infection of the fetus may lead to microcephaly and brain damage. So those are, that's the general description, Matthew, of what this disease causes uh, in the different uh, humans that it infects. So right away we see the difference that the children in the womb are the most affected by this virus. Almost like it's designed specifically to target the unborn babies right so let me read uh, another article here from the Guardian about this that gives a little bit more um, personal information on one of these mothers uh, it says Brazil warns women not to get pregnant as Zika virus is linked to rare birth defect health authorities examined the link between rise in number of babies born with microcephaly and the epidemic of mosquito-borne disease in the country's northeast. About eight weeks into her pregnancy, Patricia Campazzi's body began to ache and she developed a rash. Doctors at her local maternity clinic in Campinas, in the state of Sao Paulo, put her condition down to a food allergy. After a few days, she recovered and for the next five months, everything appeared to be fine. But in the final weeks before the birth of her son Lorenzo, the scans began to show that his brain was not developing properly. It was a terrible shock, she said. It still is. Now aged one and a half months, Lorenzo was born with microcephaly, a neurological disorder that stunts the growth of the baby's cranium, limiting it to a circumference of less than 33 centimeters. Typically, life expectancy for babies born with the condition is reduced. In 90% of cases, brain function is also reduced. 
It was not easy, said Campasi, 21. There are days when I cry a lot, but we love each other very much. When he looks at me, that gives me strength. Lorenzo is one of four babies born with the condition recently in the city of Campinas, amid a nationwide rise in incidences of the condition. So far this year, 1,248 cases have been reported in 14 states across Brazil, compared with just 59 in 2014. The Northeast has been hit the hardest, with 646 cases reported in the state of Pernambuco, where local authorities declared a state of emergency on 1 December. An autopsy on a baby born with microcephaly in the neighboring state of Ceará revealed the presence of the Zika virus, a disease carried by the Aedes aegypti mosquito, which also transmits dengue, yellow fever, and chikungunya. In an unprecedented move on 28 November, the Brazilian Health Administration linked the Zika virus to the microcephaly epidemic. Previously, the condition had been attributed to radiation or drug use by the expectant mother. In a note published on its website, the ministry insists that more research is needed to clarify the connection between the virus and the condition. It states the period of greatest risk for pregnant women appears to be in the first three months of gestation. Though it is not official policy, Claudio Merovich, the director of the Communicable Disease Surveillance Department at the Ministry of Health, has advised women in high-risk areas to avoid attempting to conceive. Don't get pregnant at the moment, he said. That's the wisest course of action. Earlier this week, the World Health Organization and the Pan American Health Organization issued a worldwide epidemiological alert over the Zika virus, which has also been recorded in Chile, Colombia, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, Paraguay, Suriname, and Venezuela. The two health organizations called for improved prenatal care for pregnant women and newborns in affected areas, as well as renewed efforts to limit the spread of the Aedes aegypti. The health minister, Marcelo Castro, warned on Wednesdays that cases of Zika virus were expected to increase, increase across Brazil during the summer. Warmer temperatures and frequent downpours speed up the breeding cycles of the insects. In addition to the baby in Sierra, two others have died from the disease in recent months. A man in the northeastern state of Maranao and a 16-year-old girl in the Amazonian state of Para. The symptoms of Zika virus are similar to those of dengue, high fever, aches, and rashes. Less frequently, Zika also results in vomiting and diarrhea. There is no cure, though the symptoms can be alleviated with fluids and usually pass after a week. Brazilian health authorities have already had to deal with the epidemic of dengue fever this year triggered in part by a severe drought in the southeast of the country. Water rationing led to Brazilians stockpiling water, providing fertile birding breeds for the Aedes aegypti. Following the surge of the Zika virus, the nationwide campaign, 10 Minutes Against Dengue, which instructed Brazilians on how to eliminate potential mosquito breeding sites from their homes, is, re is to be relaunched as 10 Minutes Save Lives in affected states. So that right there, Matthew, that's the article that Josh posted, um, or one of the articles in that thread anyways, that that's the one that really caught my eye. Well, here's something that everybody needs to think about on top of this. 
I'll read an article here, The Global Economy in 2016, Five Key Trends. I don't know why, but they wanted to single out Brazil. 2016 will continue to be a nightmare year for Brazil. The economy contracted by 5% in 2015, and the next year won't be much better. Brazil, like most other BRICS nations, Russia and China, etc., missed the opportunity to reform its economy during the good times and is now paying the price. Brazil's commodity exports are at record lows and there will be no relief next year. Inflation will top 10% and lead to growing unemployment, a likely downgrade to junk status and instability across the country, despite the Olympics taking place in Rio next summer. The Brazilian president may well be successfully impeached and removed from power, thrusting the country into a period of prolonged economic uncertainty. Its exchange rate will continue to nosedive, just as it will for other commodity countries, South Africa, Russia, Australia, and Canada, etc. It looks like Brazil's in for a rough ride in more ways than once. Um, when, like when, I you read, when you read that article, Matthew, combined with what we read in the previous article about the drought and then this uh-huh. this uh, plague of mosquitoes, I mean, I can't help but think about the riders, Matthew. I can't no, help. No, you, you really can't. Um, and we need to keep an eye on this just, just for historical sake because uh, here in America you're really not allowed to have Spanish news. I mean, south of the border, I mean, you know there's all kinds of news that just from Mexico we could get. Uh, But south of the border, it's like we get no news whatsoever. Uh, It's like nothing ever breaking ever happens south of the border. Uh, The only thing they ever talk about uh, is, as a matter of fact, the border itself. Uh, you know, the drug trade and trafficking and wars going on just in Mexico, but uh, that's a very small portion uh, of the Spanish-speaking country south of our border. Uh, so, it, it, it makes me want to uh, add this to my news feed uh, so I can get a hold of any English translations of what's going to be coming out of Brazil because... I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to be mean, but I wholeheartedly agree with Jose. Just the information we've put together all at once, this country is not falling underneath the hammer. They're falling underneath the hoofbeats. This is going to turn into massive chaos. And, of course, if if their president is impeached due to the drought conditions, the the commodity uh, prices crashing, uh, this outbreak, oh my goodness, you're, you're talking about a desperate people by mid-year, and you're talking uh, about would-be saviors, aren't we? Uh, 
if that does happen with the impeachment of the president and this kind of instability, those people are going to be set up uh, to desperately reach out to people with solutions, much like uh, Hitler uh, was reached out to. So it's obviously uh, going to be catastrophic, no matter which way you slice this, uh, for Brazil. Um, so, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I, I suggest you do the same thing I'm going to do. Keep your eye on Brazil. Now, I'm not saying uh, that they are under uh, the judgment of the writers. I'm just saying that it's just a little bit of information that Jose and I just put together. It's going to mimic that. It's going to be uh, a little window we can look in to see what it's going to be like because you've got a drought that's going to massively affect their crops. You've got uh, their only a real mode uh, of income, of course, the export of their commodities, the plundering of their nation. That's that's what it is. It's the only way they get money. Uh, and this plague, this is a storm, no matter which way you slice it. So uh, it would behoove us uh, to look and see uh, what the Bible source code might have to say about this, because we are supposed to be ever watching and praying. Uh, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, what, whether you like it or not, um, the North Pole just got above freezing. Now look, I don't have to tell you this. You know that's never happened in your lifetime. I don't care how old you are. You know that. So, uh, with that in mind, Jose, and, you know, I did a preliminary scan of how this is uh, crossing the placental barrier. I I'm not coming up with any answers. No nobody has a clue uh, how it's doing that. Yeah, the, the only note I saw, Matthew, it, it just said that they had detected the Zika virus RNA in human amniotic fluid which indicates that the virus can cross the placental barrier, suggesting that fetal infection is possible. That's, that's, the, they, that's the only thing that I've seen right. um, that they've been able to determine. But you're right, they have not they figured out not, how it's crossing they the barrier. Did not, they did not explain, nor did they bring you up to speed that very, very few viruses and or bacteria can do that. They, they didn't mention that. I mean... It's like telling you the truth without telling you the truth is, is kind of what they did there. Um, so, Jose, you know, let's, let's be real. I, I, I mean, I don't... I feel so pushed for time. I don't feel like I, I should play or, 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 or tease uh, the listeners of the Portico of Solomon. This is going to happen, okay, and you can, you can take this to the bank. There is going to be a time when the daughters of Zion cry out for a child, just like Hannah did. Now look, this generation is different. We, 
We don't get married to have babies. Okay? A hundred years ago, that was standard data. If you got married, that meant you were having babies. No, 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 no. Getting married now means you can get your first loan to buy your first house. That's what it means. And we all know it. There's no reason to argue with the statistics. Everybody knows that. So this type of mindset that has gone past and endured the me decade of the 70s, I mean, please look it up. It's a historical fact that the prophecy come true when God told us that uh, men would become lovers of themselves. That happened in the 70s. All the psychologists know it. I have known it since 1989. I got it both barrels setting in a, a psychology class. So with that in mind, what's going, you know, what's going to happen? How is God going to provoke these kind of mothers that we have today? What's going to make them long for a baby? Now, like I said, let me make myself perfectly clear. I'm not saying anything bad about Brazil, and I have no knowledge uh, that Brazil would deserve any type of divine judgment. I have no knowledge of that. So, with that in mind, what's going to make the daughters of Zion cry out for a baby. Because nobody does anymore. I mean, you know, Jose, I remember when you couldn't go anywhere without seeing a baby stroller. Nowhere. You could not go anywhere without seeing a baby stroller. And my wife and I began to see it, oh, about the late 90s, early 2000. All of a sudden, it was a rare event to see a baby. At the grocery store, at church, anywhere. That's never happened before, Jose. Right. You and I both know it. That there's no sense in playing this game that everything's all right. And nobody thought of that. How could there possibly be children born after the me decade? Well, now, of course, most of them aren't born. So with that in mind, uh, Jose, what spurred you to look into uh, the Bible? Because I, I, I immediately seen what was going on, but you caught something else, didn't you? Yeah, I, Matthew, and it, it, it ties in directly to the broadcast you and Brian have been doing about the closing of the Matrix. That's what caught my eye. I see. 
Yeah, we, we have been working on that for the past couple of shows. So, Jose, I'm, I'm curious to see how you're able to find out where that was in the Hebrew. Well, real quick, let me let me just share uh, one more article, Matthew, in regards to that closing oh, yeah. of the matrix. And okay. um, specifically, that well, that line from that last article that we read that said that the baby's cranium was uh, had a circumference of less than 33 centimeters. That immediately made me think, smaller head is going to be able to fit through a smaller cervix as that baby is being born. That's what I thought. And, of course, I thought about the closing of the matrix what you have been discussing. And let me read this other line from, from this article here. This is from December 30th. Brazil cautions women to avoid pregnancy over Zika threat. And this article is the one that references the 2,782 cases of microcephaly born uh, in 2015 and also the 80 cases of the stillborns from pregnant women uh, that tested positive for the Zika virus as opposed to the 150 cases of microcephalic babies that were born the year previous. So here's a line from that article that says, Brazilian physicians are recommending that women avoid becoming pregnant, at least until the end of the rainy season, rainy season, which encourages mosquito breeding and will begin in January and may last as long as May 1st. Now, Matthew, if I'm not mistaken... That ties in along those dates that you have been providing about the closing of the matrix um, ending somewhere around June. Um, that's kind of the information that you've been sharing. I'm sure there's a lot more behind that, but that's what caught my eye when I saw that article and also with that article that Josh posted was the closing of the matrix that's immediately what it drew me to and that's when i knew i had to look it up i had to find out where it was in the bible i see so me opening my big mouth again huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's usually how it happens matthew <laughs> well unfortunately i unfortunately that's exactly what i see and ladies and gentlemen let's look you, you know this isn't the 1970s anymore. Usually I could say this in public, say, I'll put that baby in an ark. Everybody would immediately know I was talking about Moses. You could say, oh, you need to send that baby uh, home on a donkey. Everybody would immediately know you were referencing a biblical story. I can go on and on and on, can't I? If I walked into any uh, public place and I said, that reminds me of the latter rain prophecy. How many people, let's say I did it in the mall, Jose. How many people do you think would know what I was talking about? Now, um, I can even tell you the chapter and verse where it comes from. Not only that it's in the Bible, but ladies and gentlemen, I hope you heard what this secular worldly author just wrote. 
Now, I don't even know the name. I don't even know if it is male or female who ever wrote this article that Jose just read from. But I heard what he said. I heard exactly what he said. And you know, it, it reminds me that me and Brian's going to have to talk about a whole lot more dates because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if... if If mid-year 2016, the sparks are going to fly, why is Brian and his research running across things referencing 2019? I don't know. I know that's what I'm open for. I know about the latter rain. And I know I never thought to look in to see if I could put the two and two together. Until I saw that article. And I realized what he was saying, just like Jose did. Because, ladies and gentlemen, all I have to do is look. That's all i got to do. If it's there, I'll find it. If the latter rain is tied into the closing of the matrix, oh, I can find it. I just didn't know to look for it. And this keeps happening to me. And if it keeps happening to me and nothing is happening with you, I mean, if you're just going on about your business playing tiddlywinks, you should be nervous because you just heard what happened to Jose. Those things should have been happening to you concerning other things. I can't see everything. Jose can't see everything. Oh, I'm, we both know there's things going out there, on out there that we are not catching because uh, we, of course, are still within the confines of our limitations. There's no way I can scan all the news and all the languages every single day. Neither can Jose. I mean, me and Jose couldn't even split the difference just in the New World. Just in America. I mean, there's no way I could catch all the English news out of, of course, Canada and the United States and just tell Jose, hey man, you catch everything south of the border. We still couldn't do it. No way. No way could we do it. So, what Jose described and how he come to his conclusions and how the Holy Spirit kicked him in the gut, if that's not happening to you, guess when you're going to find out? When God kicks you off your axis, that's when you'll find out. When you look up to your uh, precious zodiac that, you know, there's no reason for us to lie about it, is there? I know you check your Zodiac every day. When you see them, and you can only see half of them because they're down around the equator like every single day, then you'll know. Then you'll know. But Jose, um, I don't know, buddy. Um, 
I'm, well, I'm, I'm hoping. That's that. That's what I'm. Uh, amen, Matthew. Amen. I, I understand. Um, and and part of that hope is going to come um, because of this article that these this series of articles I'm going to share here. I'm not going to read through the whole whole article just in the interest of time, but this. Uh, there have been outbreaks of this Zika virus in other in other places in Micronesia and Polynesia that affected quite a bit of the population, but there hasn't been this microcephaly associated with it. So the fact that it's happening in Brazil um, it makes one want to investigate what the difference is between the the two um, outbreak between all the all these outbreaks. And what I found, Matthew, was that there has been an enormous amount of release of genetically modified mosquitoes in Brazil. Now they have done this in an attempt to reduce the population, in an attempt to eliminate these mosquitoes so that they, uh, the, the rate of dengue fever is much lower. But let me just describe to you, Matthew, the effects of what releasing these genetically modified mosquitoes does. Um, it says, um, Oxitec has engineered a male mosquito that, to female mosquitoes in the wild, looks just like the usual males. However, when the mosquitoes mate, their young carry a mutation that kills them before they're able to reproduce or transmit the disease. Another, another tidbit. It says, when a transgenic male mates with a wild female, the transgene is passed to embryos through sperm leading to larvae death before they're old enough to start transmitting diseases. And th this article here says that the company is waiting for permission from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to test in the Florida Keys. So coming soon to a, a home near you. And the last piece um, I want to share, it says here that more than 10 million modified male mosquitoes were released in the city of a city of 288,000 people over a period of time starting a year ago. It says, from the samples collected in the field, 85% of the eggs were transgenic, which means the males released are overriding the wild population. This should result in the decrease in the 80s mosquito and in the decrease of dengue transmission. So, Matthew, that's what caught my eye was the very fact that what this transgene is designed to do, which is kill essentially the the children of these mosquitoes, is what's happening to those children in Brazil. And that's too much of a coincidence for me, Matthew. Oh, it's it's way too much of a coincidence, Jose. Way too much of a coincidence. Um You know, ladies and gentlemen, you, there's only one who can knit. Just one. All you can do is destroy. One way or the other. Jose, I'm going to step out for about ten minutes, okay? Alright, that's fine, Matthew. Um, I'll, I'll go through some of these verses that, that I've picked out here, so... Okay, well, okay. I know what they are, so uh, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I know exactly what he's talking about, even though I'm not here. All right, I'll be back here ASAP. All right, folks, so essentially what I did 
to try to find out where I could find this information in the Bible, if it was even in there, if it was even uh, relevant to what's what's being uh, discussed in these articles. Um, the, the, the quick and easy way to do this is, is essentially through Wikipedia. If you look up whatever whatever you're researching and you click over to the Hebrew or to the Greek, you can see what, what those peoples are are um, describing or what, how they're naming this these items in their in their native language. And through that, you can use that as a tool to research the Bible. Now, sometimes it doesn't translate very easily. Sometimes it takes a little bit of, of searching, but, but you can do it, and it's a real effective tool. So that's basically what I did here. And the first verses I want to share... Um, are for the, the Hebrew word for virus. Uh, Nagaf is essentially what it is. You'll see it in your Strongs at H5062 and 5063. And it appears in numerous, numerous places in the Bible. But I'm going to read a few key ones. And I'll just give you the, the, the verse that it's in, but then I'll also read some surrounding verses. So it, it should help you in your research. Uh, Exodus 12, verse 13. For I will pass through the land of Egypt the same night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and I will execute judgment upon all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be a token for you upon the houses where you are. So when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destruction when I smite the land of Egypt." Exodus 21, verse 22. And if men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her child depart from her and death follow not, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband shall appoint him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if death follow, then thou shalt pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, Strike for strike. Exodus 30 verse 12. Afterward the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, When thou take the sum of the children of Israel after their number, then they shall give every man a redemption of his life unto the Lord, when thou tellest them, that there be no plague among the when thou countest them. A, a plague among them when thou countest them. This shall every man give, that goeth into the number half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is twenty geras. The half shekel shall be an offering unto the Lord. All that are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. Numbers 8.19 Thus thou shalt separate the Levites from among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. And afterward shall the Levites go in to serve in the tabernacle of the congregation. And thou shalt purify them and offer them as a shake offering. For they are freely given unto me from among the children of Israel. For such as open any womb. For all the firstborn of the children of Israel have I taken them unto me. For all the firstborn of the children of Israel are mine. Both man and of beast. Since the day that I smote every firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified them for myself. And I have taken the Levites for all the firstborn of the children of Israel. And I have given them the Levites as a gift unto Aaron. 
and to his sons from among the children of Israel to do the service of the children of Israel in the tabernacle of the congregation and to make atonement for the children of Israel, that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come near unto the sanctuary. Isaiah 8 verse 14 starting in verse 11 for thus the Lord spoke to me with mighty power and instructed me not to walk in the way of this people saying you are not to say it is a conspiracy in regard to all that this people call a conspiracy and you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy and he shall be your fear and he shall be your dread then he shall become a sanctuary, but to both the houses of Israel a stone to strike and a rock to stumble over, and a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many will stumble over them, then they will fall and be broken, they will even be snared and caught. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his house from the house of Jacob, hiding his face from the house of Jacob, excuse me. I will even look eagerly for him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel. From the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. Okay, so those right there are just the verses I wanted to cover with 5062 and 5063 in the Hebrew. Many more verses. Please, people, please read all those verses. Um... Interesting too, Isaiah 8 uh, is the verse, is the chapter that talks about speedy is the prey. So that is a very critical chapter for us to, 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 to cover, uh, to cover on your own. Swift is the booty, speedy is the prey. So now let me jump over to where I found the Zika uh, in the Hebrew. Now this one is a little bit tricky. It depends what Strong's Dictionary you're using and as to what word it shows you. But they, these are all based off of the root word Zeke or Zek, depending on the pronunciation. And there are various ways that it's presented uh, in the Bible. Um, this is one of the ways here at, at, in H2131. Now essentially what, what the verses give us under H2131 are the plural forms of this word zek, which is uh, the Hebrew of zika. So all these verses that I will read are the, are the plural form of that word. So under H2131, the first verse, Verses is uh, Job 36, verse 8. But I'm going to start on verse 1. Elihu also proceeded and said, Suffer me a little while, and I will instruct thee. For I have yet to speak on God's behalf. I will fetch my knowledge afar off, and will attribute righteousness unto my Maker. For truly my word shall not be false, and he that is perfect in knowledge speaketh with thee. Behold, the mighty God cast away none that is mighty and valiant of courage. He maintains not the wicked, but he gives the judgment to the afflicted. He withdraws not his eyes from the righteous, 
but they are with kings in the throne, where he placed them forever. Thus they are exalted. And if they be bound in fetters and tied with cords of affliction, then he will show them their work and their sins because they have been proved. Because they have been proud, excuse me. He open also their ear to discipline and command them that they return from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they shall end their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But if they will not obey, they shall pass by the sword and perish without knowledge. But the hypocrites of heart increase the wrath, for they call not when he bindeth them. Their soul dies in their youth and their life among the whoremongers. He delivers the poor in his affliction and opens their ear in trouble. Even so would he have taken out of the straight place into a broad place and not shut up beneath. And that which rests upon thy table has been full of fat. So if you notice there, that word, let me switch over to the, to the Strong's quickly for H2131. That binding, uh, also the word fetters, is, is how you'll see it used uh, in the English. So I'll just read the quick definition that's listed uh, under Strong's. So fetters or 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 the, that binding, and also you'll see another definition come up soon at, in under firebrand. Okay, so on to the next verse here. This shows up again in Psalm one forty nine verse eight, but I'll start on verse one. Praise the Lord! Sing ye unto the Lord a new song. Let his praise be heard in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, and let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with the flute. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord has pleasure in his people. He will make the meek glorious by deliverance. Let the saints be joyful with glory. Let them sing loud upon their beds. Let the high acts of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands, to execute vengeance upon the heathen, and corrections among the people, to bind their kings in chains, and their nobles with fetters of iron, that they may execute upon them the judgment that is written. This honor shall be to all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 26, verse 18, As he that fainteth himself mad, Casteth firebrands, arrows, and mortal things. So dealeth the deceitful man with his friend, and saith, Am I not in sport? Without wood the fire is quenched, and without a talebearer strife ceaseth. Seethes. As the coal maketh burning coals a wood of fire, so the contentious man is apt to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as flatterings, and they go down into the bowels of the belly. Isaiah 45 verse 14 Thus says the Lord the products of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush and the Sabaeans men of stature will come over to you and will be yours. They will walk behind you they will come over in chains and will bow down to you. 
they will make supplication to you. Surely God is with you, and there is none else, no other God. Truly thou art a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, Savior. They will be put to shame and even humiliated, all of them. The manufacturers of idols will go away together in humiliation. Israel has been saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You will not be put to shame or humiliated to all eternity. And the next one uh, that comes up is Nahum 3 verse 10. And I'll start from verse 9. And this is the oracle uh, against Nineveh. Ethiopia and Egypt were her strength, and there was none, no end. Put and Lubum were her helpers. Yet was she carried away and went into captivity. Her young children also were dashed in pieces at the head of all the streets. And they cast lots for her noblemen, and all her mighty men were bound in chains. Also thou shalt be drunken, thou shalt hide thyself and shalt seek help because of the enemy. All thy strong cities shall be like fig trees, with the first ripe figs. For if they be shaken, they fall into the mouth of the eater. Now there's one more verse that we need to cover with H2131, and I set it aside for a reason. Those first uh, five verses that we read there, are this word Zeke, the plural form of this word Zeke, but is the plural masculine. It ends in Yod Men, which is the plural masculine, uh, the way it's used in Hebrew. The last word, it ends in a Tav, which is essentially the plural form of the feminine. So I think this one stands apart from, from the rest. And this shows up in Isaiah 50, verse 11. But I think I want to read that whole chapter. It's not very long. But it will help us understand why the Lord chose to use the, the feminine plural form of that word. So I'll start in verse 1. Uh, let me see. Let me find a good translation here. Okay, so we'll go ahead and read, read uh, from the NASB. Thus says the Lord, where is the certificate of divorce by which I have sent your mother away? Or to whom of my creditors did I sell you? Behold, you were sold for your iniquities, and for your transgressions your mother was sent away. Why was there no man when I came? When I called, why was there none to answer? My hand is my hand so short that it cannot ransom, or have I no power to deliver? Behold, I draw up the sea with my rebuke. I make the rivers a wilderness. The fish stink for lack of water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. The Lord has given me the tongue of disciples, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with the word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. I gave my back to those who strike me, and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting, for the Lord God helps me. 
Therefore I am not disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up to each other. Who has a case against me? Let him draw near to me. Behold, behold, the Lord God helps me. Who is he who condemns me? Behold, they will all wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them. Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Behold, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with firebrands, walk in the light of your fire, and among the brands you have set ablaze. This you will have from mine hand, and you will lie down in torment. So some of those verses there that, that were just, uh, we just went over in Isaiah chapter 50 should bring to mind uh, the crucifixion, exactly what our Lord suffered. And I think this is just the perfect place here for the Lord um, to put this very specific form of H2131. Um, essentially, the the feminine plural of, of, of Zeke. So Matthew, I, I don't know if you're back with us yet, but that, that's what we've been covering uh, so far. Yep, I just stepped in just now. How do you know that? <laughs> I just stepped in right now. The perfect spot. Um, so we went over H5062 mm-hmm. and 5063, specifically the places where it talks about the children. Those are That's the articles we're reading about, so those are the verses I covered. Mm-hmm. And then jumping in H2131, noting how essentially where, where, it's, where the Strongs puts it, um, the majority of those is the feminine masculine form of that word. That's right. Except for Isaiah 50, where it's the... the, the the plural feminine of oh, that you, word. You cover that one too. I see. Right. So that that's why I read that whole chapter, uh, Isaiah chapter fifty. Well, and you haven't had time to talk about Isaiah chapter fifty yet. You nope, just nope. got done reading it. You mean? Yes. Uh huh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you took all that to heart there because. It was kind of um, in the context of this Zika virus striking these children. In lieu of the other things going on in Brazil that Jose and I talked about, God's getting your attention with that chapter. Uh, He really is Jose. And I, I didn't think you were going to cover that one myself. I, I didn't know you were going to jump over there and do that, but uh, I hope you understood that uh, Jose said it was the feminine form here. Uh, specifically uh, targeting, well, uh, the women. Uh, look, It is disturbing in this context. I never would have put Isaiah chapter 15 into this context, Jose. But here we're forced to. Right. So, <laughs> uh, 
that's just about all I have to say about it. I mean, it literally uh, gives you all kinds of uh, key phrases in there. Um, he well, Matthew, repeats, go ahead, Matthew. I'm sorry. He he repeats himself, and and, and let me just bring up uh, verse ten. I I don't know what version you read it out of, but I'll do the uh, New American Standard Bible. Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. That is uh, very reminiscent to me of the 1,290 days, Jose. I'm sorry, but it is. (laughs) So what were you going to say about it? Well, just just in these verses that, that I've covered so far, and we know the Strong's, you know, is not the exact Hebrew words that, that are being used, but it's, it's, it's a very good starting point for us. You just can't help but, but be reminded of the Moshe'i, Matthew, um, when we read Isaiah chapter 8, um, even what's covered in Job 36, uh, you know, it's talking about overthrowing... Your kings and and That's right. you know, and then it talks about the children, uh, the the Moshe'im, the hundred forty four thousand, uh, the deliverers upon Mount Zion, you know different different ways that we use to describe um, these children that God holds near. That's right. And all these voice, all these verses that that's just what it keeps repeating. And it sticks out like a sore thumb, doesn't it? Right. It literally sticks out. As a matter of fact, it, it sticks out. So much as a sore thumb, it leaves you clueless as to why people will read the book of Revelation and never have an inkling of what's going on. It it amazes me. But yes, in all these these verses, he's well. That's what bothers me, Jose. I mean, I, I've already said it because I already knew everything you were probably going to cover. And all of those chapters, all of these verses, like I said, there's going to come a time when the daughters of Zion cry out. Why? Because we're not dealing with normal people anymore. Uh, We're dealing with a new generation, uh, this last generation that are lovers of themselves. So, on this side of it, you know, like I said, that's why I said that in the beginning. Thinking about what the Word of God has to say about this Hebrew word and its context. Well, it's too wonderful for me. Can I say that? Amen. Uh, Let me just say that, ladies and gentlemen. It's too wonderful for me, and... This was kind of thrown in my face. I mean, me and Jose told you what happened. Somebody just randomly uh, put this on because they saw it was striking the children, so Josh Clark knew to throw it my way, and Jose picked up on it, and here we are. That means you were meant to see this. That means God went way out of... (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... 
God went way out of his way for you to see this for a reason. He didn't do it for me. I, I know I know these verses, I know these chapters. I know they which set of redeemers they point to. So Jose lists uh, list trudge on, shall we? Amen, Matthew. Um when I when I was looking at, at this word Matthew and trying to trace it out in the Bible, um, just I, I focused also on the specific letters, the Zion and the Kof, mm-hmm. and the different words, and and I just looked in the Strong's uh, for this, and we won't go over these verses, but I just want to want to share these with people so that they can look into it uh, on their own. But if you start at age twenty two oh four and move forward, you'll see the different ways that these two letters are are used. Um, if you add a noon to those two letters, you get uh, old or elder, and and recall what uh, Sarah and Abraham what was said about them in their old age in Genesis 18 and Genesis 21. The, those Strong's numbers show up there. If you add a pay to those two letters, uh, you get the definition of raising up or to set up. And then if you add a cough to the another cough to the Zayan and the cough you get refine and purge. So just the way the Lord kind of tells you what is to come, Matthew, by adding those additional letters is really, really powerful as, as I was going through those verses. So, um, yeah, this is a, a, a very deep study, and we're just touching the tip of it. We certainly are. We're just touching the tip of the spear that pierced Christ's side, uh, to put it lightly. Uh, we're just we're just touching on this. Uh, you know, Jose. I know you're you're not that quite advanced, but the steps you just gave with adding the different letters to that sequence. I hope you realize that that creates a geometric wave. Is what it does. Um, if you get out your trig and start plotting uh, this design, it becomes very uh, illuminating, shall we say. Let's, let's use, now, that's a bad word, isn't it? Yeah, the Illuminati, that's, that's a bad word. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's very eye-opening, is what it is. Wait a minute, that's a bad word, too. Oh, for Pete's sakes. Um, <laughs> it's very edifying. Can we say Amen. that? Good Amen. Grief. I like that one. <laughs> uh, very edifying is what it is. So... My heart goes out to the Brazilians. I can't see all things, and I certainly don't know all things. But I know that this is a terrible blow for any mother to go full term and have this be the result. And, you know... uh, Jose, it, it, I don't know what else it would provoke a, a Christian to do uh, except uh, be provoked, you know, to compassion uh, for these people. Uh, and and that's, that's really all I can say. But uh, we're using this in a different context to teach everybody 
just exactly what God had already done by design. What, ladies and gentlemen, do you think them naming this virus, this particular uh, word that transliterates straight over to the Hebrew, just randomly? Yeah, that's funny. I, I like that. That's The odds of that are absolutely less than zero, Jose. Uh, less than zero. Amen, Matthew. Amen. And if the verses that we've read, you know, haven't been enough of an eye-opener, Matthew, when I specifically looked for the spelling that is used uh, for Zika in the Hebrew, um, what I find that found there just just really blew me out of the water. It it rocked me to the core when I when I read these verses. Um, you know that the Strong's is a very good tool to start with, a very good tool to begin your study because it's a, basically a listing of Hebrew words, and you can you know use that to start. But specifically looking for the spelling, um, I mean we know that that has connotations to the verb tense, connotations into uh, its uh, its gender of that word and who it's talking to, connotations to its calculation. We know we know that all this is true. Um, but when I found this word, the, the specific spelling, Zion Yod Kof He, the way it's spelled uh, in the Hebrew, or Zika, I did not found it, find it by itself, Matthew. I only found it buried um, within uh, other words. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to pull up those verses and, and, and take a look at those. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's do that. All right. So the first verse is Deuteronomy twenty-five, verse eleven, and you'll see this word show up um, as H twenty-three eighty-eight, and I believe that's that's the Strong's number that's used for all these words. I'll double check that as we go along, but let me read Deuteronomy twenty-five, verse eleven, and I'll only read two verses. When men strive together one with another, and the wife of the one draws near for to deliver her husband out of the hand of him that smiteth him, and putteth forth her hand, and taketh him by the secrets, then thou shalt cut off her hand, thine eye shall not pity her. Right away, Matthew, uh, we know what this says in the Greek, that word there for secrets. Um, God's talking about the twins there. Yes, he is. I'm glad you brought that up. I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> so, he, he's talking about the twins right there. Right. I mean, we, we use the Hebrew and the Greek to get a full understanding of what God's saying, but, you know, that one there is, is pretty obvious what God's saying. Jumping to the next one, Proverbs 7, verse 13, but I'll start from verse 10. And behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets, now in the squares, and lurks by every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him. And with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings. Today I have paid my vows. Therefore I have come out to meet you, to seek your presence earnestly. And I have found you. 
I have spread my couch with coverings with colored linens of Egypt. I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with caresses. For the man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. With her many persuasions, she entices him. With her flattering lips, she seduces him. Suddenly, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as one in fetters to the discipline of a fool, until an arrow pierces through his liver as a bird hastens to the snare. So he does not know that it will cost him his life. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many are the victims she has cast down, and numerous are all her slain. Her house is the way to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. Jeremiah 49, verse 24, and I'll start at verse 23. Unto Damascus, he says, Hamath is confounded and are pod, for they have heard evil tidings. And they are faint-hearted as one on the fearful sea cannot rest. Damascus is discouraged and turned herself to flight, and fear has seized her. Anguish and sorrows have taken her as a woman in travail. How is the glorious city not reserved, the city of my joy? Therefore her young men shall fall in her streets, and all her men of war shall be cut off in that day, saith the Lord of hosts. And I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, which shall consume the palaces of Ben-Hadad. Ezekiel 16, verse 49. And I'll start at verse 44. Behold, all that use Proverbs shall use this proverb against thee, saying, As is the mother, so is her daughter. Thou art thy mother's daughter. Thou hast cast off her husband and her children. Thou art the sister of thy sisters which forsook their husbands and their children. Your mother is a Hittite, and your father is an Amorite. And thine elder sister is Samaria, and her daughters that dwell at thy left hand, and thy young sister that dwell at thy right hand is Sodom and her daughters. Yet hast thou not walked after their ways, nor done after their abominations. For that as it had been a very little thing, thou was corrupted more than they in all thy ways. As I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom thy sister has not done, neither she nor her daughters, as thou hast done, and thy daughters. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, but they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as pleased me. Neither has Samaria committed half of thy sins, but thou hast exceeded them in thine abominations, and hast justified thy sisters in all thine abominations which thou hast done. Therefore thou which hast justified thy sisters, bear thine own shame for thy sins, that thou hast committed more abominable than they which are more righteous than thou art. Be thou therefore confounded also, and bear thy shame, seeing that thou hast justified thy sisters. So Matthew, do you want to comment on those Old Testament ones before I jump into the New Testament? 
that message was pretty clear, wasn't it? Uh, yes. It was. It was pretty clear who it was targeting. Uh, we could stretch this on around the ride to include everybody. Um, you're one of two things. You're one of two things uh, when it comes to uh, the identification of the bride of Christ. You're either five wise or five foolish. Any questions? Um, we just got an entire discourse of the foolish and rebellious five, which accounts for 50%. And that's just a segue into where we're going. Um, because the New Testament verses uh, concerning uh, these things are all about something, well, it's about the same thing, but coming at it from a different angle. Uh, so, those verses were so self-explanatory, I don't think much dictation is needed. Do you, Jose? Uh, no, Matthew. Alright, then let's get straight to the New Testament. Alright, so we've got this showing up in four verses in the New Testament. And we'll start at Luke chapter 5. This shows up in verses 9 and 26. And so I'll read the corresponding verses there. I'll start in Luke 5, verse 1. Now it came about while the multitude were pressing around him and listening to the word of God. He was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the multitudes from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let your, down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but at your bidding I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. And they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And also James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, from now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. And jumping to verse 17, and it came about one day that he was teaching, and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. And behold, some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him. And not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down to the tiles with his stretcher, right in the center in front of Jesus. And seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their reasonings, answered and said to them, Why are your reasonings in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins have been forgiven you, or to say, Rise and walk? But in order that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, 
he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise and take up your stretcher and go home. And at once he rose up before them and took up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And they were all seized with astonishment and began glorifying God. And they were filled with fear, saying, We have seen remarkable things today. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest which is entered into heaven, even Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all things tempted in like sort, yet without sin. Let us therefore go boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy, and find grace to help in time of need. And Hebrews 10, verse 23, starting in verse 19, Since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart, full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. So those are the Old Testament verses, or the New Testament verses, I'm sorry. And the Lord really does uh, change, thing up, change things up there in the New Testament. Uh, lots of hope. Lots of promise, uh, really encouraging us to hold fast to what we have in our Lord God. So those, those, I'm, I'm really heartened by what the Lord had to say in those verses, Matthew. Especially oh, yeah. compare it to the news articles we read, and yeah. compare it to what we read in the Old Testament. Yeah, well, I I loved how uh, Luke, of course, specifically. What did I just say? I didn't say that. Uh, God, in uh, Luke chapter 5, specifically targeted, of course, Peter, and then the lame man. Uh, <laughs> what a... Uh, and everything that was said there, in this context, was so absolutely, phenomenally uh, important, in stark uh, contrast to... Well, the Moshim and the Hamshadatim, uh, the rod of iron which God will create. Uh, you know, uh, the things mentioned, uh, not with human hands, uh, how they lowered the lame man who could not walk, uh, of course, down. And of course we all know the, the, the ramifications of a newborn. We all know those things. Uh, this is how this man was. And then the stark contrast between him and, of course, Peter. And then we get to uh, Hebrews, and it was just all over the place. Uh, just exactly uh, who he was targeting there. Uh, amazing how it go. It went from uh, chapter um, chapter four, where he's uh, clearly, clearly, and 
Look, ladies and gentlemen, here it was specifically in verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. You'll take note that somebody else is going to pass through the heavens. And they're going to pass through the heavens cradled by God himself. Um, and the only people that winds up gathered there with Jesus is, of course, the Moshiim. You're told that, uh, you're told that point blank. Uh, beyond any shadow of a doubt, uh, no one else is mentioned uh, there. Uh, we can take a read of it. Uh, Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, Then I looked, and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. Uh, so here you get uh, the shadow of it. And, uh, of course, when he goes to verse 26, uh, they were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God, and they were filled with fear, saying, we have seen remarkable things today. You know, that reminds me. Remarkable things. Remarkable things. Uh, what would you consider to be remarkable, ladies and gentlemen? What, what would you see? It always trips me out, uh, this generation. You know, most of them would probably say, a UFO, right, Jose? Right. They would most certainly uh, all expressively say this, but... Let's listen to the daughters of Zion, shall we? I'm going to read these verses here, and I'm not going to tell you where they're at. But I dare you to find me a more astonishing event. As the pregnant woman approaches the time to give birth, she rises and cries out in labor pains. Thus we were before you, O Lord. We were pregnant. We writhed in labor. We gave birth, as it seems, only to wind. We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth, nor were the inhabitants of the world born. Well, now you know where they went, don't you? Now you know the significance of especially the uh, Matrix machine. But can you give to me a more astonishing event? I dare you. Now I know this is encroached upon the news uh, concerning uh, the UFOs. I mean, I'm sorry to make that pun. I'm not trying to make any correlation to it. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, I have to. Because we're told explicitly by God uh, via Daniel that there would come a time, once again, when they would fall and try to mingle their seed. Their seed being Cedros, it's iron. We are, of course, the seed of clay, where we was made with clay. And God would no longer permit the two to cleave. He's talking about chromosomal cohesion right there, if you didn't know. So I guess it, it does tie into that. Of course, that's why the Assyrian does what he does and trips that tribulation trigger. But, ladies and gentlemen, there is no more astonishing thing to have. You do understand what he just said. Some of them were just pregnant. Other of the, of these women, they're going to actually be in the process of giving birth. Now, why did they say that? Why is the daughters of Zion going to say that? 
under what type of circumstances would they be hoping to replenish the world's population? You didn't catch that? Man, let me ask you this one more time. You weren't listening, were you? Under what circumstance would a mother say this? We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth, nor were the inhabitants of the world born. Don't you realize something very disastrous must be taking place because they're crying out that their babies were going to help deliver the late great planet Earth from extinction. You didn't catch that? Here, let me help you. What do you think happened to the Jewish women after World War II that in some miraculous event survived the concentration camps? How do you think she would have felt if uh, she miscarried? Oh, you've never talked to one of those, have you? Oh, I've talked to multiple ones of them, actually. One in particular. Sonia. They were all rather upset, especially the first ten years after the Holocaust. There was great weeping and wailing if the Jewish women that were with child lost them. But you don't want to hear that, do you? And you didn't catch that, and you wouldn't have caught it unless I pointed that out to you, would you have? Now, you'll take note. You just keep on reading there a couple more verses. And it does tell you all about who's going to take care of those women. But that's a different set for a different calculation to a different day. Right now, we're talking about this Zika virus. You'll take note that you can just plainly look at the timeline. Uh, me and Jose have shared many times. It's over there on uh, Pinterest. Go take a look at it. You'll see what I'm talking about. I mean, the Lord your God didn't just randomly pick the number 1,290 just because he thought it was fun. Oh, it means something. <laughs> There's 40 weeks. And there's another 40 weeks. And there's a certain amount of weeks in between. And it tells you why that number is going to be found with Jesus on Mount Zion. So, uh, it was amazing, Jose, the contrast between um, the Old Testament data we covered and the New Testament data. Uh, you you realize, Jose, that uh, in the New Testament, he was expecting you to already know the data he provided in the Old Testament, didn't he? Right. 
He absolutely expected that of you. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing, Jose. Good well, stuff, man. amen. Amen, amen. Um, let me share you just just another little tidbit that I did when I looked <clears throat> at these words. As I said, I found this word inside of another Hebrew word. So my immediate thought is to to examine that that those words as, as compound words and just see what I can find. So when I split apart um, the first use of the words, the, the the ones in Hebrew Hebrew stand apart from. The, the words in, in the other passages, um, they're spelled they're spelled differently. Um, the the previous ones have a hey or a, 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 I guess you could call it a, a hey or a het, and a, and then a, a a het, the ch sound is is those two first letters. So when I looked that up in the Bible, Matthew, I found that relating to living or life. Specifically, and it shows up in in very in, in many many places. But some key verses that I found was in Genesis six, uh, when the Lord talks about the living things entering into the ark. In Leviticus sixteen, when the Lord talks about the live goat and what is to be done with that scapegoat. And in First Kings chapter three, where it talks about uh, the two women contending for the live child uh, and what the king does to resolve that situation. So, basically, that, that first part of that word is living or life, and then this word zika. Mm. Okay? And the next, like I said, the ones in Hebrew, in Hebrews, in chapter 4 and in chapter 10, the, the two letters are, are noon, and then that he, or that he, that ch uh, letter. And that forms the word Noah, Matthew, Noah. That's, that's right, Noah. Um, and of course, that brings to mind what Jesus said about the days of Noah. Yes. That brings to mind uh, what the Lord said about the days of Noah in Isaiah 54, where He talks about the barren, the barren woman yep. with no child. Yep. Uh, where He tells her who her husband is, her Maker, and what He says in verse 13 of that chapter: "Your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great." So just what the Lord uses there in those letters um, preceding Zika in those verses is mm -hmm. is utterly amazing to me, Matthew. Amazing. You call them amazing. I call it awesome. That's that's what I call it. And uh, amen. You know, Jose, I don't think anybody's gonna else is gonna get that information anywhere else. How many eschatology teachers did you have that taught you all about um, the simple fact when you go past, ladies and gentlemen, three letters in Hebrew? That's not natural. It's a compound word. Everybody knows it. Except Christians. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to dump that load. Wasn't expecting you to do that. So that was a surprise even to me, Jose. Uh, boy, that's taking this show out with a bang, don't you think? Well, you know, Matthew, you could keep going and keep going and keep going. Uh, it's endless. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. where 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 we choose to stop is just uh, you know it's gonna it leave more than enough for people to chew on and people to study, people to digest. So, 
Right. Yeah, this, just, this is just utterly... It blows my mind every time I look into it. It blows my mind. Oh, it... it, it what, when you look into this or when you just look at it? Uh, heck, it doesn't matter what I'm looking at. Uh, it... It always blows me away, even to this day. Even though I know what it says, I, I know what it is, but uh, there's no way to keep all of this in quick response memory. Uh, that's why you know one of my favorite pastimes is just getting out my old notebooks, and I'll see something again. I'll just wonder, Jose. I'll wonder after it. I will just wonder. And, you know what, uh, speaking of that, that's what I was doing uh, this morning, actually. And, you want an idea for the next show? Uh, amen. You do, huh? You're, you're ready to jump all over that, are you? Let's go. <laughs> are you sure you want to go there? I almost have to now, Matthew. There's you no almost way. have to, huh? Don't you hate yep. that? <laughs> Okay, um, here, you're, it's going to take you by complete surprise and nobody knows it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody knows this. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, look for the next Portico Solomon. No one you know, no eschatology teacher that is American knows what Jose is going to share with you. None of them. None of them know it. Not even one. Okay. Just so you know, <laughs> I did a paper on this very subject over 20 years ago. And you might want to figure out how to get a hold of God's Word. And I mean, get a hold of it. With both hands clenched in a death grip. Get a hold of it. That, that's what I mean. Because it's your only life raft going into this shindig. It is. So, uh, what you're sitting there looking at, Jose, you realize the ramifications of this, don't you? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, yes, you do. And you realize that when we do this, we have a sister that's going to be very upset. I never shared this with her, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Especially, it's time. I mean, it says it right there in that first line, Matthew, and that's just like, wow. <laughs> I, won't, I won't mention it yet until we, until we get the study going, but right well, off the bat. Well, you have, to know, you have to know Greek. If you don't know Greek, you don't know what you're looking at. You can't. Right. You know, you just you're just gonna see whatever the English speaking dictionary wants you to see. But I can see it straight to the horizon. Can you, ladies and gentlemen? Can you? Cause I can, and I'm a lesser man than those who raise me, and that's a fact. I am but a shadow. Of what they knew. I am not even a hint. Of the love. That they had toward the Lord their God. I'm not even capable of that. But unfortunately. 
I was born in the me decade. So you might want to put this in your back pocket, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to want to hear the next portico of Solomon. You're going to want to hear it. Anyway, I had a blast, man. I had a blast, dude. Yeah, as always, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Um, we this just this was just less than a week of study. I mean, it just kind of just exploded. Uh, the more I looked into it. Um, let me read just one more set of verses, Matthew, that I want to leave folks with. Uh, Amen. Amen. Concerning the, the end of this study, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. This is another form of that word, zek. Um, shows up in Revelation 2, verse 25. But I'm going to go ahead and read the whole stanza. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornications, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. But that which you have already, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a the rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And once again, Matthew, the Lord's just repeating himself. Yep. <laughs> this is yep. what we've already covered, and he's just saying it again. Yep. Do you want a little so, tidbit, Jose? Uh, amen. He just also described what NASA calls the grand tack, by the way. Anyway, hey, I've had a blast. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless, Godspeed.